Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. How are you, Russell? I'm good, thank you. I praise my God for that. Thank praise you, Jesus. God. Praise God. We say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for this new day, for a new week ahead, for all the fresh leaves of time that you add to our destiny. You give us another opportunity to look back on our mistakes, to look back on our relationship with you, to look back on all the areas we failed, on all the misses that we have had, to look back on all our achievements as well, and to look ahead at the plans that you have to prosper us, to give us an expected end, to look ahead at the journey with you, where we can hold your hand and walk with you, to look to the light, to the path that you show us, Father, through your word, through your revelation, through the wisdom and the understanding that you pour into us. We open our hearts to receive, to receive from you, our Father, who will not give us a stone when we ask for bread. That same Lord who said, come with me and I shall make you fishers of men. And every time we come to you, Lord, you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. And that is what we first look at so that we can leave all the baggage, all the burdens that we have brought with us and carried up to your mountain. We can leave them out of that place of prayer, that place of communion, that place of relationship with you. To draw from you, to drink from you, to receive your peace and your joy. To focus on you. So that when we realize and recognize that we are seated with you in that place of authority. And by that communion, you have put your light into us. It is through that light which then shines that we are able to speak and speak under an open heaven. And when we speak your word, that word, just as the rain comes down from heaven and waters the earth, gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater, the same way that word shall not fail, shall not tarry, but shall fulfill everything that it was sent to fulfill. We realize, recognize and remember that we are seated with, Jaya, with Christ, with Jesus. In his throne, in his place. That is where God has placed us. High above every other principality and every power. High above every other level of authority. God has seated us with him there. And when we recognize where we are and who we are, then we can speak with that authority. With the understanding that the Roman centurion had. That everything that we speak when we are with him is as good as he speaking it. When we use his name, then it must come to pass. Father, that same peace, that same joy, but also that same understanding of who we are and where we are. We want that same thing to pass on into every person that is part of this prayer meeting. 
and that is part of this praying family called by your name. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group so that they don't just receive their miracle, but they understand how it took place. We share it with all those that have no one to pray for them, Lord. Through our ministering, they receive that the measure of faith that you are willing to give to each one as well as a gift. We share it with all those that are Christians and do not personally know you, have not encountered you, have no relationship with you. You are still only in the books in a written form of prayer or on a cross that hangs in the church they visit every Sunday. Father, let their eyes be open too. And we share it with all those that do not want to know you. That are so unfortunate that they have been stolen away. Let the truth be revealed to them, Father. And let that stolen generation return back to you as well. Quicken their hearts, O Lord, and draw them near to you. That they might call on your name and be delivered. As we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The Father himself, the great I am. The preserver of men. The consuming fire that purifies. The one who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son. The bridge to the Father, the way, the truth and the life. The only way. The one who has enriched us in all knowledge and utterance. The rider on the white horse who leads us in that battle against evil. The one who was, who is, and who is to come, our daily bread himself. It is through him that we have life, and in him is light. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of light, the spirit of life, the spirit of that same truth, the spirit of Jesus by whom Jesus was empowered to perform in his ministry. And that same spirit now gives life to our mortal body. So we can do everything. Jesus said, you can do all the things that I do and even more because I now go to the Father. And when I go to the Father, the spirit comes down to you. This is the one who heals our backsliding. The one who has made his tabernacle in our body. So that he brings to us the revelation from the Father when we connect with the word. And when the spirit and the word come together. We have seen that in Brother Vivek's teaching on Friday. That's when there is movement in the spirit. The breath of the Father and his word. We thank you, Father, that you have given us your spirit, your word. You have given us the gift of prayer to speak your word as well. Our mode, our mechanism of authorizing you to take over in situations that are beyond our capacity to change within our physical abilities. You give us a will as well, Father. We surrender our will to you today. and We submit our prayer, authorizing you to take over. Knowing that when you take over the battle, all we need to do is be still and stay focused on you. And then all things without exception turn towards our favor. Romans 8.28 gets activated in every situation that even looks impossible. 
We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with family, with friends, with people that represent your love in our lives, the unconditional love. You have blessed us with the angels with destiny helpers that fill every gap, every place that we have fallen short in. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and the gift of prayer. You have made us stewards of your earth, this creation. And it is your plan, your will, that we should live in abundance and we should live in dominion. And as long as we do not see that, Lord, help us stay connected with that word to dig up and identify the principles that will help us achieve that abundance and dominion. That is the whole purpose of you hiding those precious gems there. That when we connect with that word and with your spirit, you make all things beautiful. You make all things possible. You grant us your wisdom and your understanding. You provide us your keys. Thank you, Father. Today we reflect on Jesus' words in Matthew 16, verse 19. Jesus said to Peter, I will give you the keys, the authority of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind or forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, will have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you lose or permit, declare lawful on earth, I will have already will have already been loosened in heaven. So what are the keys that Jesus is talking about here? Let's reflect on this today. Many look at it as the ability to bind demons and lose healing as the key but it is more than that and he said keys so that means there are more than one so let's look at them more closely and this this will be a two-part series today we will cover the first part one facet of it and tomorrow we will cover the other facet of it to understand the context we must first look at the preceding verses what led him to that point where he said, I will give you the keys. After Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am? And he representing the apostles said, you are the Christ. Jesus said to him in verse 18, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Wow, even hell cannot stand against it. That kind of authority he is talking about. Where he says, upon this rock I will build my church. So what authority is it? He is talking about the keys. Keys now, when we think of them as keys, we know that they are used to open doors and to shut them. The door he spoke of is the door to the kingdom of heaven. But first you must understand how one enters the kingdom of heaven. In John 3 verse 5, Jesus said, No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. 
And in John 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So technically, for a person to enter the kingdom of heaven, they must be born again and must enter through Jesus. He is the door. And he clearly says it in John 10, verse 9. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So we must enter through him. But in the above verse, in Matthew 16, verse 19, he says, I will give you the keys to this very door, that is to himself. So you, as a believer, can let people in and out. You, as a believer, become a gatekeeper. And how can anyone then enter in? You minister to them. And then as Romans 10, verse 9 and 10 says, if they acknowledge and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in their hearts that God raised him from the dead, then they will be saved. And verse 10 says, for with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that is being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. With the heart, the person believes and with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. What an expanded version from the Amplified Bible very clearly speaks. When you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, that's when you get saved. And it is our job to minister to them and bring them to that point of revelation where they confess and believe. And Jesus says, when you do that, you will have opened the door to heaven to them, to their salvation. And that is why many people get saved when they attend retreats. We ourselves got saved when we attended a retreat. It was that ministry. And if you look closely, even in the Old Testament, the prototype of it, the first one, it was Moses that parted the waters when he raised his staff. And the people crossed through the Red Sea. Prophetically meaning they were saved through the blood of Jesus, which we have seen in one of our reflections earlier. But what I'm really trying to highlight here was the job of Moses there. It was like him opening the doors, being given the keys. And that is what each of us as believers are given. Keys to the kingdom. Where you can save a soul for Christ. This is exactly what Peter did. Now here he was talking to Peter. He said, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. That is exactly what Peter did when his ministry started. In Acts chapter 2, Peter preached and 3,000 Jews were added to the fold that very day. This was just after Pentecost. Remember, they can only enter the kingdom through Jesus. But here when Peter preached, 
they believed, they confessed. And 3,000 were added that day. In Acts chapter 8, he preached to the Samaritans. And in chapter 10 of Acts, he preached to the Roman centurion's family. And he unlocked the doors to the kingdom of heaven by using the keys given to him. And they were saved that day. It is the same that we would be expected to be doing as well. You as a believer have the ability to bring salvation to others. That is the revelation of today. When your faith is fixed on him, when you become a rock, unshakable in your faith, to the extent that you are sharing your testimony and carrying the gospel, then you are using those keys. The keys to build his church, his body, his house as living stones. And then you admit people who believe in him. You admit them in. Without faith, they can't enter. This is what John 3 verse 18 says. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. So the door can be shut as well. It is our job to minister faith to them. So life as in eternal life in the kingdom for them or death as in judgment and hell for them that depend on themselves and do not have faith on him that are refusing to believe on him. And a lot of that depends on how good a job you do. So there are many that have gone astray, many that do not want to know him. We have to bear in mind that it is God's will that none of these should perish, but all should come to eternal life through repentance. And that was the message that Jesus started with when he started his ministry, we see that in Matthew chapter 4. And so he will assess for what you did there. Those that believe in him will receive his saving grace, while those that turn away from him will be shut out of the kingdom. That key to open and shut the door to the kingdom is what he was talking about. That's one of the keys there. We shall look at the second part of it tomorrow. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the ministry of every believer, not every preacher only, not every pastor only, for the ministry of every believer, that we receive the grace of boldness to speak of your kingdom. Where Jesus said, go forth and make disciples of men. That we share our prayer group, the teachings that touch our lives, the reflections that we are able to apply in our lives, the opportunity to pray as a family. And to share in that grace. That we do not steal that from others by not sharing, by being selfish, by holding back out of our shyness or out of our busyness. But that lamp that is lit in our spirit, 
as Matthew 5 verse 15 says. We do not hide it under a basket and say, this is mine to keep and be selfish. But instead we place it on the candle stand. We proclaim and announce it boldly so that the same light will help save at least one life that day. The day we make a decision to save at least one soul. We ask for that edification, that grace, for boldness in our spirit, Father. And that hunger to fulfill your will. So that where you lead us, there we shall go. Carrying our testimony and your gospel. And sharing our Christ and our salvation with others. In the name and for the glory of Jesus. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Father. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. Those of our families and our friends as well. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. We pray also for all those families that are embattled, that are facing separation. Where the enemy seeks to steal from them. We pray for all those that are batting all kinds of strongholds in their lives, including a pessimistic view, a negative impression of themselves, including self-pity. Anything that seeks to keep your people yoked to the ground, Father, is not from you. For it is your will that each of these must have abundance. Help us identify the cause of that fall. And rectify our mistakes so that when we compare our lives with the things we are doing, we compare our lives on Deuteronomy chapter 28 and we look at the effects there, we are able to gauge whether we are on the blessing side or the curse side. And if we are on the curse side, then there must be causes for it. Help us identify those, Father. And turn them around so that as soon as we turn our disobedience to obedience through an understanding of your principles, every curse turns to a blessing. For we know that Jesus took every curse upon himself and he turns this one around too. As soon as our obedience has been reshaped. We pray also for all those that are battling joblessness financial challenges. Open our eyes to see your principles of advancement in the kingdom, Father. That when we understand that and when we apply your principles of growth, we step into abundance. All the old must pass away, no matter how painful it is. It must pass away and a new beginning come into existence. That of abundance, 
and that of prosperity in the spirit but also in the physical. We pray also for all those members of our family and friend circle that have not yet been saved. We ask you to draw them near Father for unless you draw them, they cannot come to you. This is what your word in John 6 verse 44 says. And in Psalm 80, it says, Lord, you quicken them and they shall call on your name. If you do not quicken them, how will they call on your name, Lord? But we know that everyone that calls on your name cannot end up in shame. They must be saved. We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families as well. Father, I thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith and we join our spirit with yours to be one spirit in prayer, make it our prayer of agreement and we believe in our hearts as touching upon that prayer request that we have raised then what we have believed on, we must receive. We believe that prayer is an answered prayer and there can be no other way of an outcome. We stand in perseverance, Father, and we hold on to our faith as we hold on to the horns of your tabernacle, knowing that everyone that holds on to the horns of your tabernacle receives your mercy. You will not send them back empty-handed. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Do not be afraid to unmute your mic. Trust in him. Let him take over. Until you trust in him, that faith is not complete. The gift cannot be manifested. Let us now pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandaka, <laughs> 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 
The words that were spoken to me this morning, I am the bread of life come down from heaven. The scripture I've been given is 2 Corinthians 4, 13 and 14. Since we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote, I believed and so I spoke. We too believe and so we speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And the words that have been put on my heart are from, seems as if it's a continuation from what Shanin just said. It's from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 11 to 13, where it is written, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. By his spirit, 
that dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. And then I could hear the words of him saying, let him who have ears hear what this word means. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat, which is from Romans chapter 6, verses 14 to 15, where it is written, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Now, this again seems like a continuation of what we have just been given. Verse 15, what then shall we say? Because we are not under the law, but under grace. God forbid. Sorry, I'll read that verse again. What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace. God forbid. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are enjoying these morning reflections, please share them. Please share the YouTube videos. These are posted on YouTube and on podcast channels as well. You can access them through whatever podcast you are using. Google and Apple and then there are a few others as well that this is available on. Please share them on those with your contacts, with your family, your friend circle so that others can benefit and others can um, also receive the same thing that is helping shape your faith. That is giving you a better understanding of what the word means. That their lives may be transformed as well. Likewise for Brother Savio's reflections too. Those are shared on our Facebook page. And on our Telegram group. Please share them with your friends and contacts as well. And for those that are interested in the rosary, there might be a few in your family or in your known circles who want to pray the rosary and the divine mercy, but do not have anyone to pray it with. Ask them to join that group. If they can't pray at those times because of a different time zone, direct them to the recordings. Every recording is available on YouTube. And I can guarantee you it is the same presence of God that is present in those sessions, whether you access it live or in the recording. There is no difference. I have tested it myself. We have another scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 and 27, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, 
if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth no sacrifice for sins is left but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of god and then what comes after that which is not um, reflected here but that just is being put on my heart right now it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the lord thank you jesus and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed let us in turn boldly step out carrying our testimony and the gospel and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of jesus and for his glory let us be that true image and likeness that mirror that reflects his glory to everyone Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, everyone.